Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State Athletics podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by my beat partner, Jacob Unruh. And as always, the Cowboy Chronicles podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. Jacob, I'm already spitting all over the place. You might want to scoot down a seat. I'm just warning you. Fresh out of the dentist, having a, having a cavity filled. That's the worst. He says. Uh, he says I gotta. I gotta cut out the skittles. That's uh, that's uh, that's rough. Um, still, uh, still a little bit numb. We're gonna see how this goes. This could turn out to be a disaster. This might have been a horrible decision on my part to uh, schedule a podcast right now. I, I every time I get cavities filled, I hate trying to do anything. Yeah. Afterwards, for a little while. Um, yeah. I don't even want to go run at the gym or anything like that because I just feel like I'm gonna just drool over myself the whole right. time. Exactly. Um, I actually lucked out the last time I went to the dentist, though. I had a cavity he needed to fill, and he didn't have to numb me for it. It was so small Wow! that he was able to drill it really quick, and it didn't hurt Yeah, and fill it. That's interesting. I was in and out in like 10 minutes. That's good stuff. That was, uh, I was nervous mm-hmm. when he said, I can do this without numbing you if you want. And I thought, <laughs> wait a second, this sounds like a horror movie. Like right. I, think, I think I remember as a exactly. kid, there was this horror movie of dentists. Yeah. Like a crazy dentist doing terrible stuff to people yeah and that was and then i had bad experience with dentists too so i i i had all kinds of problems yeah. with dentists yeah. and i always remember that movie and and right. maybe that uh um i don't know what movie it is or anything i could be making this up it could have been a dream i don't know but right um yeah so that was a little nervous on that one mm-hmm. and that was just a few weeks ago but it uh right, right before a podcast out. correct or was that a different no, time? No, that was a different time. Because we've had you on, uh, we've had a podcast right after you had some dental work done one yes, day as well. I think well, it was right? cleaning, though, I think. That was just one. cleaning. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Very good. But uh, maybe maybe even a cavity. But yeah, recently it was like it was like an afternoon one, like 4.30, and I thought, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to eat dinner till like 9 o'clock. Right. Yeah. And But no, it worked out. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. So I'm sorry you're numb, though. It's all right. We're going to see how this goes. Like I said, I can already feel myself spitting. Uh, my my top lip is very dry, so I'm going to, I've got my, my big gulp here and going to be, uh, I apologize for the big listeners. Big gulp full of sugar? Be, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Loaded up on sugar to, uh, to to counteract the cavity that's been filled. Um, so we'll uh, we'll fight through. We'll uh, We'll push through. Got to got to grind or through the. You're, you're listed as day to day, but right now you're coming through. I'm playing. I'm playing yes, hurt playing, right now. Playing hurt. Playing hurt. Um, we are going to start a, uh, a a weekly segment of. Um, I don't want to call it a spring football preview, but uh, position preview. But it, for now, it is. Uh, we do we'll do a position a week, and uh, obviously that'll carry us into uh, spring ball, and and then we'll be able to give a little bit more insight on some of the things that are actually happening. But um, you know, for now it's a preview, and uh, we'll start with defensive backs today. We'll get around to that here in just a minute. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on with them here lately, and uh, we'll talk some basketball. They're winning some games, playing uh, playing hey. all right. And uh, I covered a win. And well, you did, you did. It's uh, it broke uh, breaking records over there. A couple months. Um, and we'll finish up with some some spring sports talk. So, uh, but right now, let's jump into the defensive backs. Our defensive back spring ball preview. Obviously, this is a a position that's going to be changing when Christian Holmes actually arrives. He won't be here for spring ball. He'll be here in the summer. He's going to get into the mix. Um, Thomas Harper is the guy who is is looked to as the replacement for A.J. Green at this point. 
Tanner McAllister also possibly moving back to corner. Uh, that's going to give them, you know, if they've got those three plus Rodarius obviously back for his fourth year as a starter, which is incredible. Um, that gives you four good cornerbacks, or I, th- I think reliable cornerbacks, guys that, uh, um, you know, have played played in some games. Harper doesn't have a ton of experience, but played a lot of special teams and a little bit in uh, in some regular game action. And then you got all those safeties. Yeah. Uh, and we, we learned in the bowl game that they've got more safeties than they have positions for. They've got guys that could be starters in, in this defense, but they're just stuck behind really good players. Yeah. Um, I, I Obviously, you're pointing a little bit towards Jason Taylor on this, too. I mean, Jason Taylor had a monster bowl game um, for a guy that – We've seen in mop up role essentially. Right. Uh, he had a few key minutes, you know, when some guys got banged up for a little bit or something like that. But kind of a, mainly a special teams guy, and all of a sudden right. comes in and looks like he, if, you know, if if he wasn't backing up with Colby Harvell Peel, right? You know, Jason probably be the guy. But mm-hmm. you've got a guy who's all American caliber type safety ahead of him. Yeah, um, and they're in the same grade level which doesn't help Jason either right, exactly. by any means either but um you know um Jason's got the extra red shirt year though at this right. point so yeah, so, he's- so that helps a little but um you got guys like that and um Trey Sterling had the year he had right. um Jarek Bernard had a good year again mm-hmm. too um yeah, if you just make sure you've got that one side we've talked mm-hmm. about this locked up right. then I think the secondary is going to be good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Bernard is a guy who I think is one of the unsung heroes mm-hmm. of this defense because there was so much talk about Harvell Peel, rightfully so, so much talk about Trey Sterling, who emerged as a guy that we didn't know anything about and were questioning when he got got put in the lineup because mm-hmm. of the move of Malcolm Rodriguez to linebacker. And he ha- comes on and, ha- and has a great year and, and deserves all the pub that he's getting. But Bernard is the guy who is constantly being asked to to uh, to take on the toughest coverage assignment in the among the safeties. You know, a, a tough slot receiver, he's going to be on it or if a if a you know, a guy like CD Lamb was mm-hmm. to was to end up lined up in the slot, he's going to be on that guy usually. Um so he, he is a uh, he is a guy that I think doesn't get a ton of attention because uh, because he's not making the the you know the he's not coming on blitzes and and attacking that way or uh, you know he didn't have a ton of interceptions and uh, and those sorts of things but um, I think he's one of the unsung heroes of this defense because he is asked to he's put in a lot of tough situations. Mm-hmm. And handles himself really well. Um, Rodarius, um, you know, my, I think the biggest question about him is is whether he can handle, you know, being that guy that yep. steps into the the primary role. Because you know, AJ Green spent a lot of time covering the best receivers uh, on the field, and now that's going to be re- Rodarius. And um, you know, they're probably not going to throw at him a ton because the other side's going to be less experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you have when you've got AJ Green on one side and Rodarius on the other, uh, it's it's sort of pick your poison. Yeah. I don't think there was a big difference between the two of those guys, um, but um, on but, name alone, though, you pick on Rodarius, right? If exactly. you're an opponent, absolutely. So Rodarius got picked on a little bit more, and and I think that it'll be the other way around, mm-hmm. unless they find that that they can that that, that they can 
have positive plays against Rodarius with their best guy. So um, it's going to be an important job for him going forward, and uh, and it's going to be important for that other corner to be able to, whoever it ends up being, to step in and, and become a reliable guy and a guy who uh, who can can hold his own and is not getting not getting beat deep a bunch and and those sorts of things. So going to be very interesting to see uh what they do what they do there. Um and uh you know kind of wrap up uh all of this because honestly not a ton to talk about with the safeties. That's why yeah. we picked this one for the first one. Yeah, it's pretty, because it's a it's a really well-known uh position. Um, I will say, I'll say this. I, I talked to some people about Christian Holmes this week. Um, he's a guy who had a, uh, 2017, he was set to become the starter as a redshirt freshman, had an injury that, uh, that shelved him for the season, comes back 2018, has a great year. And, uh, and, and, you know, I think he had 12 pass breakups was, uh, was their, their most reliable, uh, cornerback had one of his best games of the year against Oklahoma State in uh, in that uh, Liberty Bowl. And then 2019, um, just uh, just couldn't, uh, couldn't put that same level of play on the field for whatever reason, um, whether it was uh, some injury stuff, uh, confidence thing, whatever it was. Uh, he really had a, a little bit of a drop-off in, in, in the uh, 2019 season. So... He's a guy that if he can come back to that 2018 level when he arrives at Oklahoma State, could be a really talented player. Uh, I mean, this is a guy that was playing uh, playing on an SEC defense and uh, and had a chance to be a three year starter, um, and and now uh, obviously entering the uh, the transfer portal as a grad transfer, chance to be uh, an impact player. I think um, somebody else I talked to though this week is AJ Green, who's obviously gone. Uh, but um, got to ch- got a chance to visit with him about the combine. He's the only OSU player who was invited. Um, I saw I saw one um, one outlet. I believe it was the Athletic uh, who wrote a uh, Dane Brugler. It was uh, wrote a uh, list of um, snubs and pleasant surprises at, uh, about combine guys, and uh, did not mention AJ Green. Uh, but uh, did mention Jordan McRae as uh, among his Snub. list of snubs. That's very yeah, that a huge senior bowl, right? He really did. He really did. Uh, I think it was was he in the East West Shrine game? Or maybe that's what whichever it was. Yeah, whichever sorry. one it was, whichever post game yeah. postseason game it was. Over hundred yards receiving. Yeah, big big game. He's obviously a big dude. Um, you know, there were reasons that Oklahoma State felt comfortable bringing him in and and making him their starter. Um, and uh, even though he didn't get the ball thrown his way a ton, uh, he is a playmaker. And um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what he does at uh, at pro day for for Oklahoma State. Could be a guy that gets some gets some looks there. So, uh, but AJ Green was was fascinating to talk to. Um, he said he talked to a a lot of teams, a lot of uh, you know. He said some guys. Uh, it was a scout that would come up and talk to you for some teams. Some teams he met with the with the GM and the head coach. So, um, you know, uh, very good situation for him. I think he had a great week. Uh, was really solid in uh, in a lot of different aspects. You saw his name popping up on Twitter quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
was hilarious to see uh, because there was, there's also a cornerback named Lamar Jackson who is in this draft <laughs> class. So you had AJ Green and Lamar Jackson yeah, being talked about. Yeah, that's a little interesting. Being yeah. talked about all week. But well, I've also struggled too. There's a Union running back right now. Tulsa Union running back who's really good in junior class is AJ Green. Also. Right, exactly. So. Um, but I can't wait for AJ Green to get in the NFL and cover AJ Green. Yes, that's going to be yes. the uh, the the dream match. Green on right green, there. exactly. Can't wait for that. But uh, but AJ was great to talk to. I always enjoy visiting with him, and um, you know. Uh, uh, he feels he's focusing a lot on his 40 time right now. He says he feels like if he goes out and runs a good 40, that that's going to be uh, a big value to him uh, on draft day. And obviously working on the technique that you have to do for all the different cone cone drills and, and things like that. And then the rest of it's just football. And he feels confident about what he can do in the football type drills that he'll have to do at the combine. So, um, you know, the strength I think will be an important one for him. Uh, he didn't talk a lot about that, um, but I sort of feel that's going to be an important mm-hmm. one. Um, you read some of the comments of of, uh, of draft guys online, and they point to that with him. He is so he is so lanky mm-hmm. that you can see him, uh, you know, moving to the next level and and maybe kind of kind of getting overpowered by guys a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see just what uh, what that looks like for him, but. Um, but you're seeing him projected in, in mid rounds. And I think that's uh, a good landing spot for him. Could end up in a really good situation. All right, Jacob, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, talk a little, a little bit of cowboy hoops right after this on the cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. Uh, hope you enjoyed our defensive back preview. I'll say this, a um, little chance for some uh, some fan engagement, some listener interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, since this idea to do these uh, positional previews was something I thought of about four minutes before we started the podcast, uh, feel free to, to tell us what position you'd like us to do next. When we get enough votes for one, we'll, we'll go with that. Or if we only get one, we'll probably pick that one. So... Um, so there you go. There's your chance to uh, to interact with us and um, and and have uh, have a little input on the production of the Cowboy Chronicles. Uh, with that said, let's move on to the basketball side of things. What um, Jacob? How would you sort of describe the uh, the the turn of events that Oklahoma State has uh, has gone through here over the last the last few games? I think they play, have they played three times since we've spoke last. Yeah, yeah, because um, we we did it ahead of the TCU game. Right. We had the podcast last yeah. week, and then they beat TCU. Mm-hmm. They took Baylor to the wire, um, and then they went to Kansas State and got their first win under Mike Boynton uh, against the Wildcats. Yeah. Not even just in Kansas State, right? Like, they had they had never beaten Kansas State with Boynton as the head coach, right? Which is uh, which is kind of an odd one because it's not like Kansas State has been a uh, a, a world beater necessarily yeah. the last the last three years. You know, uh, last year they demoralized OSU right. in Kansas State. It was it was it was a big uh, route. Um, Boynton joked that uh, he'd been relieving with his head between his legs, thinking, "Man, why did this happen?" Right. I think yeah. he joked on the radio too. He said, "I was telling my assistants like if I, you know." die and have a good you know may happen to make it to heaven then uh he's gonna ask god man why you know 
I know I had to play Kansas State, but why'd you put me through that one, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was he was questioning that one a little bit. Um, but no, I mean, I think there's a couple correlation of things happening here. Um, Isaac likely is 100. percent um, I'm safe in saying that now. Um, I think uh, Saturday at Baylor was the first time Boynton said that likely is not asked to take a breather. Really, in a game since he's wow. come back, um, he played 38 minutes against TCU. Um, played 36, I think, at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what he played. I can't remember what he played against Kansas State. He played obviously a bunch of minutes there too. Um, so he, he's back to 100. percent um, That's made a huge difference. He had back-to-back double doubles against TCU and Baylor. First person in program history to have a double double um, that was points and assists, and then the next one being points and rebounds. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so he's doing a lot of ways. But one of the biggest developments, too, is your nay all of a sudden looks mm-hmm. like the your nay of old. Right. Um, he looks like November version of your um, against TCU. Played really well. Uh, maybe a little overshadowed by Ice, how well Ice played. And he had guys like Dean Mitchell and Keelan Boone come off the bench and really sparked the team that night. Um, played really well, though. Hardly played at all against Baylor. Got in foul trouble. Couldn't stay on the floor. A lot of guys got in foul trouble that day. That's a whole different story. Right. Um, and then played really well against Kansas State. Had probably his best game since November, maybe December. Um, what, 15 points, made all six of his shots. Mm-hmm. Made his first career three-pointer on his first career <laughs> attempt at a three-pointer. Um, which, you know, that's that's a whole joke in itself right there. Right. He spent the whole preseason saying, I'm a combo guard, joking around with Boynton. Mm-hmm. And he's he's now the the uh, best three-point shooter in the NCAA history, um, if you statistically, right. you know, uh, yeah. percentage-wise. So, uh, you know, they're, they're having some fun now. They're starting, I think, to loosen up and get some confidence. And yeah. um, it's huge going into game against Texas Tech on Saturday. Um, when you've got a big crowd coming, you've got the 95 team, the Final Four team being honored, and you've got Cade Cunningham in the house. Right. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff. Um, you're working on a uh, working on a story regarding the Final Four. Wanna, it's it's a it's a cool story. I think that's uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, enough said right there. But uh, but you've also done uh, kind of done some research on this uh, on that team, the the '95 team, and uh, it's been pretty fascinating stuff to to kind of. Kind of look back at, the, at those guys. It's just when you start talking with people, you realize how good this team was. The funny thing was, I actually talked with the big country yesterday, and I asked, how good is this team? was this team? Right. He said, actually, he said, I think we might have been better the year before. Really? Which I thought was fascinating in itself. That um, is. He said, we just happened to get eliminated early. You know, he said, we had a bad game and got eliminated. He said, I thought we were better that year before. Interesting. Um, but you had guys like Terry Collins and, and Keontae Roberts and – you know, uh, I'm you now I'm blanking on name, of course. You know, but you know, big country and. Um, Did you say Randy Rutherford? Randy Rutherford, who I was, I was blanking on. I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize, to Randy, no. if he listens to this. My that's my bad. And um, we know that he does. Yes, I have no idea. Yes, but exactly. we we're yeah. going to assume, we're gonna assume that he, he does. does. Um, you know, so guys like that that just put up big numbers. You know, you talked about Eddie Sutton, how much they adored him. Right. Um, a fun story that I'll throw out there because I don't know if I'm going to get to use it this week or not. I asked Big Country about his backboard breaking dunk mm-hmm. at the Final Four. Said it wasn't his first one. Oh, yeah. Which I don't know how people realize that. He mm-hmm. broke two apparently in OSU's practice in Gallagher-Iba. I knew he I, I knew he had done one. I didn't realize that he had he done two. He said the first one, Eddie Sutton, was okay. 
So he didn't care. <laughs> the second one, uh, Sutton said, you got to cut it out or I'm taking it out of your birth circle. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> so, oh, that's and, funny. And, and Big Country said, I only got $35 a, a, a week or a month on that. Or so. I don't remember what he said now. And right. so he's like, I, I, I cut it out. <laughs> he's like, oh, I, was, he's like I don't know how much a backboard costs, and I didn't want to find out. That's funny. <laughs> so it's, that is funny. <clears throat> so that was, that was kind of what we were dealing with with this team here. Yeah. Completely random thought. I wonder what they did to, to make backboards hold up better. I wonder what changes they made. Because I, I asked Big Country too. I said, "Did you just like let up after that?" He right. said, "No." He said, "I don't know how I kept breaking them." He said, "People dunk on those things harder than I dunked." Right? And they right. they don't break. He said, "I don't. I don't know." So. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Um. So what's ahead? What's ahead now? Uh, immediately for uh, for the Cowboys. They got beyond? Texas Tech. They yeah. got a tough stretcher. They got Texas Tech on on uh, Saturday at home. Um, obviously a big game, and then Tuesday. Um, after Texas, it's just the same stretch they had to go open Big 12 play. They go to West Virginia. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, that did not go well the last two times for, you know, last last time this tilt for for OSU. Um, but I think uh, this team's playing better now. Yeah. So maybe maybe there's a chance. I don't know. Um, it's going to be really tough. Uh, and then they got Bedlam on the right. 22nd. Right, uh, yeah. At home, um, which I know OU's playing really well right now. And they had a big win at home against Iowa State last night, but I still feel like that game still feels like it's going to be a toss-up to me, right? Right, right, right. At home in Stillwater, yeah, um, yeah. It'll be. I, I, I definitely expect it to go differently than than the last round. I'm also curious how OSU's going to adjust to these teams. They've only played one team twice, right? You know, so what do they do the second time they play these guys? Mm-hmm. Really curious about that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and you got to give them some credit. Um, you know, their uh, the, the Baylor game uh, going down there. They played two teams twice. Sorry, I forgot about Baylor. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay, that was the one that I was thinking. So who's the other one then? TCU. TCU. And they that's got, right. And they got paybacks on that. They one. did. Yeah. They did. And and I mean, I think you got to give them credit for playing Baylor at home and then going on the road and still being able to hang yeah. with them. So, um, you know, it shows progress. It's a sign of progress. It's, and here's the thing about Baylor. I don't know that OSU would have beat them if they were playing like their November selves anyways. Right. Baylor's right. really good. They are. They you are. Know? And so to hang with them like this when you haven't played well, to me that's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's uh, take a quick break. Before we do, um, there was one football thing I forgot to mention. Uh, again, before I get to that, uh, once just another reminder, reach out at Scott Wright OK on Twitter, at Jacob Unruh on Twitter. Tell us what position you want us to preview next in next week's podcast. We'll do that. Um, there had been a report uh, earlier this week that, uh, that Oklahoma State was in contact with uh, a running back uh, out of Georgia who is committed to Michigan State, mm-hmm. but had uh, but is uh, questioning his commitment after the ch- the coaching change up there. Uh, running back by the name of Jordan Simmons. Uh, I've spoken to him. He has not talked to OSU in uh, in over a week, so well, I don't know that feel good about that. That's yeah. a uh, that's anything that's uh, that's going to come to fruition there. Uh, I think maybe it was Oklahoma State checking around to see what the status was. The odd thing with 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 this kid. He was he among his offers were Michigan State and Colorado, and obviously Michigan State hired Colorado's coach. Yeah. So it's uh, it, there's obviously a relationship there, and it maybe could, he stays. Could very well be that he uh, that he stays with Michigan State and and goes ahead and uh, I don't even know if he can sign now at this point. It might be too late for him to sign. He's just gonna enroll and uh, yeah, and and question. show up. But um, 
But yeah, I forgot about that update earlier. Wanted to share that. So uh, let's take a quick break. Come back. Wrap this up with a little bit of spring sports talk. This is the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. Oh, I got to warn you, Jacob, you're going to have to carry the load this segment. Got uh, starting to wear off a little Uh-oh. bit. The numbness starting to wear off, starting to feel a little bit of pain up oh, there. Oh, no. Not a, not a big fan of this uh, at, at this moment. But uh, we're fighting through. I'm, uh, I'm like Jordan with the flu right now. We're pushing, <laughs> pushing through and we're... Uh, we're Does that make me Scotty Pippen? Because I don't mind that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like Scotty Pippen. <laughs> um... Uh, completely random um but uh scotty pippen everybody talks about you know there's a lot of talk about about you know kobe and things like that right now and um you know i was thinking about the all the people that 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 loved jordan when i was growing up i had a scotty pippen jersey did you i did okay i i had i had multiple scotty pippen jerseys actually uh from uh um uh had uh had two bulls jerseys and I think he played. I think he played Olympics. Did he play on the Olympic yeah, team? Yeah, I think point? so. Yeah, I think so. He's part of the dream team, wasn't he? Weren't they both on the dream team? I can't remember. I was. That's what I thought. I but thought I was, was trying to remember. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was. Maybe not. I'm sure somebody will tell us if we're wrong. Mm, I thought he was. Randy Rutherford will probably tell us if that's we're wrong. That's true. Randy, give us a call. We know. We know. We know he's listening out there. Um, but let's uh, let's wrap this up with some uh, some spring sports talk. I'll uh, I'll knock out softball uh, real quick here and uh, let you finish it up with baseball. Um, Kelly Maxwell, how's this for a college debut? Five inning, perfect game. <laughs> first game, first Big 12, 12 player to ever do it. Um, college debut throws a perfect game against Florida A and M. Um, now she didn't have to do a, a whole lot of work. She she did not have to go to those ex, those, mm-hmm. those that extent for OSU to want to win. The offense gave her twenty one runs to work with as uh, as cushion. 21 to nothing. She throws a perfect game. It's hard to get much more a complete wow. game than, uh, than than that from a team. That's impressive. It's pretty impressive. Um, Carrie Eberly had uh, had a an 11 strikeout game in her second game as a cowgirl as a grad transfer. Three years at Virginia Tech, she never struck out more than 10. Which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. 10 strikeouts is uh, is pretty good in uh, in uh-huh. you know a seven inning ball game. But her second game out, she strikes out eleven. So um, things going well in the circle for the cowgirls. Yeah, the transfer portal sounds like a good thing. Uh, yeah, the transfers transfers working out good. Uh, out of uh, out of the three transfers that Oklahoma State had come in, um, you had uh, Eberly, who was really good uh, in the circle. Uh, she had the the eleven strikeout game. She also had a, a a really good game against LSU that they lost one nothing. Um, and uh, and and another of their grad transfers, uh, Allison Febri, hit a grand slam. So they, there you uh, go. The, the the transfer portal uh, is uh, is working out well for uh, for the Cowgirls and uh, Maxwell. Interesting thing about her, they were so good at pitcher last year that they actually redshirted her as a freshman, um, which you just do not see in in softball. But she was going to be number five. And and not get the the number of mm-hmm. innings that they really needed her to get, 
uh, and uh, and they felt like it was going to benefit her to to get to get stronger. She's a uh, a hard throwing lefty. Um, they felt it was going to benefit her. They felt that it would benefit the team because they had you know Sam Shaw was going to eat up so many innings for him already that uh, it was they felt felt it was going to benefit her. They redshirted her. Uh, and it's it's odd, but it's uh, but it's working out. And it was uh, turns out that it was a really good decision. So um, really uh, really smart decision. And then you've got uh, you got the returning players. Cheyenne Factor had a uh, had a, a big week. She batted She's a big five hundred. Big Sorry, factor. I couldn't, couldn't big help factor. myself. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so. uh, the, the X factor. Um, but she uh, had a 500 average over the over the weekend over four games and um and then uh, uh Sydney Pennington hit a couple of home runs and uh you know she was uh, she was one of i think they had five or six players with at least nine home runs last year Pennington was one of those and and uh is uh, a good power bat in the bottom half of the lineup so uh, got a chance to be a really good cowgirl softball team this year going to be really fun to uh, to follow them they are uh actually as we as we speak they're in uh in the st pete clearwater elite invitational uh got uh, five or six games down there one of them an exhibition against team usa so oh, that'd be fun that'll be a lot of fun so uh, another chance for some uh, for some important wins they ranked number 16 this week they did drop a few spots because they lost twice to LSU, who was number eleven, uh, dropped from thirteenth to sixteenth in uh, in the rankings. Uh, but uh, but Jacob, baseball ready to fire it up. Hey, here we go. Uh, season opener uh, tomorrow on Friday. Uh, Friday, I don't depend on when you're listening to this. Friday, the Valentine's Day is the season opener. Valentine's uh, as as a huge uh, baseball guy, it's kind of poetic that baseball season opens on Valentine's Day. It's kind of cheesy, I know. That Whatever. Very, I don't care. Very cheesy. I don't care. Randy Rutherford. <laughs> Randy Rutherford might have just <laughs> everyone just everyone just turned off the Randy podcast. Rutherford just turned the podcast off. That's fair. That's fair. You can unsubscribe, but please subscribe no, again right afterwards. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's it's uh, just punish me for that. <laughs> I promise. I promise to everyone still listening, he won't make that joke next week. Nope, I won't. I won't. It's over. I got it out of my system. I won't Very write good. in the paper either, just for you. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> uh, um, but no, uh, they go to Phoenix uh, to play Grand Canyon for three games. Um, apparently a new stadium, new facilities. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, until they popped up on someone's schedule or I saw them on the scroll on ESPN maybe last, last year, I thought it was. I thought it was like the University of Phoenix. I yes. didn't real. I thought yes. Grand Canyon University yes. was an online only yeah, thing. Apparently, I had it's no a idea. private university. Um, there you go. It's uh, yeah. Anyways, um, and Josh Holiday and the coach there are really good friends. Um, uh, so who knew? Small yeah, world. There you go. Um, and then they play Arizona State, which is a good matchup on Tuesday before they head back. Yeah. Um, and open the season next week against uh, Texas Texas Rio Grande Valley. Yes. Um, a lot of interesting opponents early here. Yes, exactly. Um, but there's a lot of excitement around this team for obvious reasons. Um, you go to this, you know, six outs away from the College World Series last year um, in the Super Regional. They're picked to finish second in the I conference wanna, uh, again. Quick, quick interjection, mm-hmm. just to uh, um, because I, I like to I like to give people a behind the scenes uh, look at uh, at the world of uh, of journalism. Sometimes you are sitting one seat away. From exactly where I was sitting when Oklahoma State was six outs away. Oh, did you that. move? Do what? Did you move? 
No. Oh, okay. I, I was sitting. I was sitting right in the middle of the couch sure you there. Were, you didn't jinx him or something. Oh, right. No. Oh no. I stayed in the middle <laughs> seat the whole time, uh, watching uh, watching that game from the couch. Mm. Un- unfortunately, I wish I'd been in Lubbock, but yeah, that was a different story. But uh, yeah, Man. I just had flashbacks because I had only recently moved into yeah. this house. Oh, okay. Right yeah. Before that, and so it was my. Uh, it was my first time getting to uh, to cover something in this uh, in this house. Yeah. So, yeah, that's mm. a really random fact. Yeah. That, that's cool uh, though. Oh, yeah, I think I was sitting on my couch too. I was yeah. watching. Yeah, um, it was good stuff. Anyway, I apologize. No, for, no, no, uh, no, no it's fine. Um, so, anyway, so there's a lot of motivation there. Um, a lot of new faces though. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, been that's been uh, not to interrupt again yeah. uh, because I'm getting really good at that. Um, <laughs> That's been the most interesting thing about the excitement around this team is it's not like they're returning a ton of guys. Yeah. It's not like the football team where there's excitement because they've got all these guys back. There, there's been a decent amount of turnover on this baseball team. They lost some of the guys that were the most important to them down the stretch in that stretch run, and there's still a lot of excitement. Yeah. Um, I think Holiday pointed out they lost eight pitchers. That they, right. Right. Like, Big time pitchers for them yeah. last year, um, which is you know that means they're turning to young guys. Uh, Bryce Osmond, uh, freshman from Jinx, never thrown an inning in his life in college baseball, um, is getting the start Friday night in the opener. He should go talk to Kelly Maxwell. Yeah, maybe he might come out with a perfect game. And yeah, maybe um, he throws. He's hitting ninety six on the gun. Um, he's throwing hard. Crazy. Um, I don't know how hard Kelly Maxwell's throwing, but. Uh, She's you know, not hitting ninety six. It, it might but, be comparable, but, she's a, but you know? she's a little bit closer. Yeah, so it, yeah, it might be, be comparable. Be I don't know. Um, so you go with him, and then you go with Parker Scott, the veteran lefty, um, on Saturday, and Love then that kid. another freshman, Justin Campbell, on Sunday. Um, and Rob Walton said, "Is by design. He wanted the young guys to have the ability to use the bullpen, and then Parker right. Scott maybe give him a little more length in between. You don't use bullpens back." To, back-to-back right. days yeah. early in the season and risk injuries and things like that. Right, exactly. Makes a lot of sense. Offensively, you know, this team has been known as a home run hitting team last year. Mm-hmm. It was boomer bust, home run and strikeout a lot. Um, it's not going to be that way this year. they got guys that are going to have power, um, but they're a little more contact-oriented. Caden Polkovich, Deer Creek kid, comes in after mm-hmm. a year at junior college. Um, they're really high on him, a switch hitter. Um, a lot of power for a guy who's not very big. Right. Um, very explosive in everything he does. Um, you got Brock Mathis, new catcher coming in from LSU, who mm-hmm. started for LSU. Uh, obviously, a powerhouse program. Um, he's coming in. Um, you know, then you've got you know, obviously you got McCluskey and Alex Garcia and uh, Houston Morrill, guys like that that are back um, in the lineup. So it's interesting. And then you mix in the fact that Matt Holiday is the hitting coach and Robin Ventura right. is a student assistant. Yeah. Um, there's so much excitement around this team. The new stadium, too. I mean, right. There's just so exactly. much about this team right now. Well, we're a little over, uh, little over a month away from uh, the opening of, yeah. of O'Bright Stadium. March 20th, O'Bright yeah. Stadium is uh, going to be opened. Um, they're not practicing it yet. They don't know when they're going to practice in it. They don't know if they're going to even get to, get to practice in it right. before it opens. They may show up the twentieth and say, "All right, we're playing a ball game." Right. This is the first time we've stepped in the stadium as players. Here we go. Yeah, I would. I would like that. Yes. I would. I would love it if that's if that's equal playing field for everybody. Every, right. No one has any exactly. idea that weekend what the ballpark's going to do. Right. What exactly. the wind patterns are like. Right. Anything. How the how the field how the infield plays. Yeah. Not a clue. That, Everyone just goes in there and just stuff. learns on the fly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm for it. Yes. I'm guessing Josh Holiday, not for it. No, 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 not at all. Probably not. Um, no. He's just waiting for clearance to get in there. Um, right. 
you know, we asked him the other day how long it take him to clean out his desk to get over there, and he said about five minutes. Really? He said he's going to throw it all in a box and move over and take care of it later. Interesting. That's, <laughs> so. a, that's a plan. That's a plan. He seems like an efficient type of guy. That yeah. I, I can I can see that. Though he was pulling out some stuff out of his desk the other day that was fascinating to me. Like a whole uh, football highlight video of Matt Holliday, his brother. <laughs> uh, like a DVD. Um, National Treasure 2 DVD. Uh, a minor league baseball card of himself from his days in playing in the minors. Um, he has all kinds of stuff in his desk that just is so random. Yeah. Um, I also called National Treasure 2. He, he called it one of the best movies of all time, which I thought was funny. It's a bit of a stretch, but yeah. I enjoy it. It's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's it's uh, it's definitely one of the best national treasure movies ever yeah. made. Yes, yes, yeah. one of the best. Yes, yeah. he said um, that they he used to have this folder of DVDs because when they would travel on the bus, they'd watch movies. Right. So he had this whole folder. He doesn't know what happened to the folder and all that stuff. But he's like, now everyone just has their phones or iPads or mm-hmm. whatever. He said, so we don't have DVDs on the bus anymore. But uh, that was one of the, <laughs> that was one of his go tos, I guess, on the bus. Right. Right. Uh, that's good stuff. All right. Well, uh, anything else uh, spring sports related that uh, we need to touch on? Baseball, anything else? I don't think I'll, so. I'll say I, I wanted to ask you this. We, we got away from the pitching staff. Do you think the uh, the the freshman veteran freshman um, rotation idea sticks deep into the into the season? Or I don't. Does it... I think eventually Parker becomes the Friday starter. Yeah, because it's. That's the thing is I, I I totally understand why unless Bryce is just lights out right exactly unless unless he surpasses mm-hmm. Parker as the as the ace um, because I I totally understand why they're why they're doing it now is that you hope that Parker can eat up some innings in the middle of uh, you know in the middle day um, and and give your bullpen a day off but um, yeah when you get into Big Twelve play that Friday game becomes so important that you wonder uh, you know what. Uh, what will come of that? But at the same time, you don't want to have to be going to your bullpen a ton. No, on the weekend, you don't want to have to be asking those freshmen to to throw a whole lot more innings than they're used to throwing, and and the things like that. So, be interesting to watch the development of the uh, the pitching staff, in particular the starters. Um, you know, I think I think you know maybe you mix in Brett Stanley from time to time yep. and let him go. Uh, I think Kale Davis, another freshman from Westmore, is going to get some, right. some time starting too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, you know, and maybe uh, maybe one of your guys that was a that was a mid midweek starter and a a, uh, a um, you know a deep bullpen guy last year like Mitchell Stone kind of puts mm-hmm. things together and 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 comes through and maybe he can be a guy to to uh, to, to eat up some innings at some times as well. So. All right. Well, good stuff. We'll uh, we'll come back. Give you uh, give you fans a chance to uh, contribute to the show by uh, telling us what position you want us to preview next on the podcast, uh, and uh, uh, we'll come back around middle of next week with another edition of the Cowboy Chronicles, which, as always, is presented by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand breaded chicken and fresh made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today, or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast.